This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Theology. We hear the word and at times think, well, that's just not for me, or I'll leave that stuff up to the theologians. But theology is for you, and theology is for me. After all, theology just means a study of God, something we're doing, albeit in a simple way, right now. Father John Cush wants to help all Catholics understand Catholic theology, doing so in an easy-to-understand and actionable way. Here it is, author of the how-to book of Catholic theology, Everything You Need to Know But No One Ever Taught You, my conversation with Father John Cush. Hello, Father. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, thanks for coming on. This seems, uh, this book, the how-to book of Catholic theology, this is like a mini-catechism here. Well, in many ways, it's more meant for someone who's just kind of um, interested to learn a little bit more about how theology is not something inaccessible to, uh, to no matter what state uh, of life that we're in, whether we be a priest, a religious, a, um, a, a deacon, or uh, a layperson, everyone's called to be a theologian throughout their entire life we might take to this know for, a little bit more about Jesus. We might take this for granted, but what is theology? Well, in many ways, if you break up the word theology, it's deus logos, two Greek words, God's word. But by God's word, we mean something so much more than simply sacred scripture. We mean God's word incarnate, our Lord Jesus. So you're a theologian if you have fallen in love with Jesus and want to know more about him. Hmm. And that's what I try to bring out in this book. They really connect the spirituality of, of study, uh, the spirituality of learning about our Lord uh, to our own um, to our own practical life uh, of ministry and apostolate, as well as, well as our own practical life of, uh, of prayer. How long have you taught theology? Well, it's interesting. I, I was uh, ordained a priest in 1998, and then uh, in 2004, I was assigned to teach high school. I was very grateful to God. I had many happy, happy years teaching high school English and religion. Uh, so it's almost now 16 years. So right now I'm teaching uh, at the Gregorian University in Rome part-time, as well as uh, Holy Cross University in Rome, um, church history, which I love to teach, as well as a, an introduction to theology seminar. So it's a lot of fun. And um, I, I know I have grown as a priest as a preacher, and as a person of faith by my own study. You state that there are three types of theologians. What are they? Well, this really, if you think about it, this really comes from another uh, fine theologian that I actually had many years ago when I was a seminarian, Father Jerry O'Collins, an Australian priest who taught in Rome. He says that there's three types of theologian. There's the theologian on, uh, in the desk, the theologian in the streets, and the theologian on, on his or her knees. And we're all called to be each of those types of theologians if we're really going to be uh, someone who wants to know about Jesus. So, for instance, right now my role is to be a, uh, more or less a theologian at the desk, someone that's writing and reading and teaching, but I'm also called to be a theologian on my knees to go before our Lord Jesus Christ, who is all truth himself, and pray, and be open to that truth and allow what I read to transform my mind, you know, as well as a theologian who's impelled by, um, 
by the truth of Christ and uh, to go out and serve one another. So we're we're all, no matter who we are, we're all called to be all three types of theologians at all times. And you state that there is a difference between theology and religious studies. I think someone who is a theologian has to be someone who's fallen in love with Jesus and fallen in love with Jesus in and through the church. You know, so you can, uh, that's the only way I think you have to have that, uh, to use a fancy word, an ecclesial adherence, really to see that the church is the mystical body of Christ and to really fall in love with the Lord through that way. And, and this is where you talk about, you know, bringing faith with, with our prayer and attaching, of course, our, our and I was talking about this a little bit ago, consistent uh, prayer as the Holy Father has called Absolutely. us to when we study theology. That's really true. I think part of it, and what I try to teach the seminarians, and before this I was teaching uh, lay students as well as permanent deacons and, and college-level seminarians and high school-level uh, uh, people, but the idea, like, you have to sacrifice yourself on the altar of your desk. Mm. I mean, theology is uh, a sacred science. So we got to go back to the sources. We got to go back to St. Thomas Aquinas. We got to go back to St. Augustine, to the fathers of the church, to sacred scripture, and spend the time and figure out what they're saying rather than what people are telling us what they say. Now, and it's not as hard as we think. When you say altar of our desks, I mean, again, I, I immediately think of St. Thomas Aquinas, as you just said. Yes, indeed. Sure. And and, and that's, yeah, explain a little bit about why that is, because, I mean, you, you talk about a man that uh, probably the greatest theologian the, the church will ever know, but a man that was praying constantly. I mean, he was, I mean, Thomas Aquinas is the perfect example of someone who is all three types of theologian. theologian. I mean, here's a man who's erudite, who's able to go into the secular world of his day. Don't, Don't forget Aristotle and all these people. That was considered controversial back then for him to address these uh, other thinkers, you know, but he firmly rooted himself in sacred scripture. Above all else, he's a commentator on sacred scripture, right? And, and St. Thomas is there, and he's praying into our Lord Jesus uh, constantly. Uh, I mean, the fact, I mean, every day uh, uh, they say that Thomas would attend, celebrate Mass would also attend another two Masses. Mm. And then he would bring that out to other people, too, and through his writing, through his preaching, and through his just general kindness. I mean, um, certainly as G.K. Chesterton calls St. Thomas the dumb ox, but remember, we call him the dumb ox because his roar is heard. Uh, he, was, he was just very uh, sh- uh, in, in many ways, he's not a show-off. And that idea of who he is is such an example to all of us to take that time and realize it's, it's like working that muscle out, or almost our spiritual muscle, to, uh, to learn about Jesus whom we love. You talk about the difference between theological methods and various schools of theology. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah, there's... Basically, what I try to say is that there's so many different ways of studying theology, Catholic theology, and I, I want to be very explicit about that. I'm speaking about Catholic theology uh, more than any other form of theology, Protestant, etc. You know, one way is to go uh, back, what they call ressourcement, go back to the sources. So this is kind of what Cardinal Ratzinger, uh, Pope, Benedict, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI does, to go back to what a sacred script, take a topic, what does sacred scripture say about it? What does the Fathers of the Church say about it? What does the Magisterium of the Church say about it? And what's speculation about it? And you can run it through that way. Another way is to do what, kind of what St. Thomas does, almost uh, what they call a scholastic method, to really synthesize, to make a system of a question and say, okay, boom, 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 to answer every question as you go along. Now, there's two separate approaches, but they're not in opposition. And that's what I really try to bring out in the how-to book of Catholic theology. Yeah, and you've done just that, uh, Father. How do you suggest reading this book? Oh, I mean, I just pray that it helps people 
not only in their own prayer life to get excited um, about study, but also I gave a lot of lists in the back of some really great books, uh, some theology books, but also some books in uh, classical fiction, um, you know, just to really em- uh, to embrace who we are, so books in the spiritual uh, life as well, like things that we might be able to do. So I think... Uh, if anyone wants to pick it up, they could they could take it, maybe read one chapter at a time, and I hope that they find it to be the work of a parish priest too. Because even though I've spent a lot of time in my life in studies and in teaching, I'm still I'm a diocesan priest. I'm still a parish priest at heart, and I really want to make this as practical uh, to our spiritual life and to our pastoral lives as we can possibly be. Was there a book or the, a theologian that really kind of set fire to your heart in this? Oh, I think so. I mean, if I were to look at some of the people I've read over the years, I would. There's just um, just to mention two in particular right now. One would be, of course, uh, Pope Benedict uh, the Sixteenth. When we read Pope Benedict the Sixteenth's work, I mean, we think of him as like so inaccessible. But then we lo- look at what he writes. It's as it's so simple. It's someone. It's, it's someone who's in love with the Lord. Someone who's in love with the Lord in the church. And to me, that's exciting. And the other person is a, a, a fellow by the name of Father Matthias Joseph Schaben, who's a servant of God right now. And he's up for canonization, please God, in the future. A German, um, a German priest and professor who wrote, um, who wrote a number of books in the 1850s in Germany. And um, he really was able, um, he spent a lot of his time in prayer, but a lot, of, a lot of his time teaching as well. And I think if we could be that sort of person, to really join everything together. I'll just give one quick little example. Sure. I was in my third year of theology, uh, study at the basic level, um, studying at the Gregorian University in Rome. I was a student here where I am working now, assigned now at the North American College. And all of a sudden, just thinking about things, it all made sense. Everything that our church teaches is true, and everything that the church teaches logically follows upon each other. If we accept the basic premise that God is, and that God has created us to be in His image and likeness, and that despite and that there is sin, there is the fall, but despite that we're fundamentally good, everything that falls from there—the incarnation, the uh, immaculate conception, all the mysteries of the faith, all the doctrine and the morals of the church—if we just see that line, I can't say I think figured it out. Of course I can't. That's going to be, uh, only the Lord knows all, all, all the intricate mysteries of the of the faith, but I think that once we see that continuity, that's what I really try to emphasize in uh, the how-to book of Catholic theology, the continuity of, um, of our faith, and even the continuity of our popes. Sometimes we look and see, oh, this pope is teaching something so different than, than his predecessors, and re- 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 the reality is they're all working together. They're all exploring in, in their own ways, in their own times, the same true faith that uh, our Lord Jesus blessed us with. This is a a phenomenal uh, looking book, the how-to book of Catholic theology, everything you need to know, but no one ever taught you. And and that that last line there, no one ever taught you. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard Father people say, why didn't anyone tell me this? Oh my gosh! Well, I, it's part, part of this. I, I really think some of the lines that um, we use in theology, like we use a big term like ecclesiology or eschatology or pneumatology, and then we say that. What are we really talking about? Ecclesiology is the study of 
of the church. Pneumatology is the study of the Holy Spirit. And uh, eschatology is the study of the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. We as Catholics, if we're catechized, we know basic the basic stuff. It's just we're using technical terms. And we're, uh, so I hope that this book kind of, I give a little glossary in there that breaks down the technical terms. Like when I use a term like epistemology, the, which is the philosophy of knowing or metaphysics, the philosophy of being. Sometimes when we pick up a theology book, we make it um, all overwhelmed. And this book is meant to really orientate ourselves towards understanding um, what theology is. All right. Father, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Would you give us your blessing? Certainly. Thank you so much for having me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And may the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, keep our minds and our hearts and the knowledge and love that is our Lord Jesus Christ. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And where can people get the book? They can go to osv.com, or they can order at amazon.com as well. Father, thank you so much for coming on. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. So there you have it, friends. Again, theology, the study of God, is for us all. And Father John's book might just be the place to start. The purpose of theology is nothing more than having us enter into communion with God. This book is a needed reminder of just that. Big thanks to Father John Cush, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, reminding your friends to take part in the show. Visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.